Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 126 of Lesbians Who Write. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't work out. Did I do the us being hosts first or the topic? This week's topic is what three things are you going to accomplish by the end of the year? Joining me, your super professional host Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the busy busy bee, TB Markinson. Hello, TB. Are you feeling better than me today? Apparently, at least my brain's functioning. <laughs> that was awesome. Though. I love this the blank look on your face. That was perfect. <laughs> But it's funny that you said the busy, busy bee, because uh, since returning from my uh, two-week vacation, um, it has been super busy on this end. I'm in the process of getting Girl Love Happens Season 3 ready for publication, and it has been up for pre-order for almost a month, but I didn't upload the actual file into KDP until this past weekend, which was August 20th. We're recording, what, on the 24th? Mm-hmm. And I, I did this a few days early before the deadline, because... Uh, at the time, we were receiving dire hurricane warnings for the uh, New England area, hmm. and that's not a normal thing. Like, we were receiving warnings that we were going to get a direct hit from a hurricane and not when, not a hurricane that hit in the south and then turns up the entire east coast and then arrives here as a tropical storm or depression and dumps a bunch of rain. We were, we were, we were the object of uh, the... Not the object. Now I can't speak. You were in the eye of the you were in the eye of the storm. Thank you. We were. We were in the eye of the storm. So I decided to upload on the Saturday instead of that Monday in case I did lose power because uh, Amazon could be a bit draconian if you miss a deadline for a pre-order. This is kind of a thing now with my business. I've been noticing. I'm constantly having to take in extreme weather into account when it comes to. Deadlines, like um, whether it involves uploading a file of the KDP or publishing the IHL newsletter on Tuesdays or even setting up recordings. Uh, I don't know how many times in the past year I've had to text you to say, just to let you know, we're having like 50 mile per hour winds right now, so I'm not sure if I'm going to have internet. But um, it's this kind of a thing where uh, I'm taking into account more than normal than I ever thought I would have to take into account for a writing business. Yes. Yeah, definitely. You definitely um, messaged me a few times this year in the past, well, yeah, in the pandemic, saying might not be able to record, but we always are. Clearly, we are. the weather gods love lesbians who write. Apparently, because the hurricane, um, A, it didn't hit as a hurricane, it hit as a tropical storm, and B, it hit Connecticut, Rhode Island, and uh, New York, and they got pounded. So my heart goes out to everybody, and I hope everyone is okay. The odd thing is, when I was writing this script uh, well ahead of time, because, again, I wasn't sure if I was going to have internet, during the time of writing the script, I had three fire alarms go off in my building. <laughs> the first two, I went outside like I'm supposed to, but then the, by the third time, I think all of us were like, is this malfunctioning? <laughs> and then it just went off for, like, an entire hour of the fire. And it's really loud. Ray, my cat, was so distraught for hours. So that's that was one thing I've been dealing with this past week. Uh, but the good news is 
the episode of Girl Love Happens, Season 3, is available on Amazon. And so if you're in the mood for 90s nostalgia and pre-cell phone days, check it out. On the audio front, audiobook front, the third box set of the Lizzie series is actually, this has been updated since I have typed this out, it actually has released already. I just hit uh, publish a couple days ago and it went through the system quickly. ACX is back up to normal, which is amazing. I keep expecting it to break again. No, it seems to be uh, working better than it ever has, I would say, actually. So that's a good that's good news because it went through a very long time of not working. And granted, it was during high point of COVID where everyone was really transitioning to figure out how to get all their employees to work from home and everything. So I understand it on one level, but um, ACX isn't known for being really kind to authors. So I think a lot of us were already uh, predisposed to hating them. And then when they started doing that, it was just yet another tick in the bad column of why we hate ACX. But it's been doing better. And also, I did approve the first 15 minutes of Kismet. So in the beginning of this year, I predicted a quiet audiobook year, but it's turning out um, not to be true. I may put out the same amount of books this year as I did last year, which is good for me, but it has added more work on my schedule that I wasn't anticipating. (laughs) And no one is surprised, TB, that you've just added some little bit of extra work here and there. You skated over the fact that you came back from holiday. So did you have a nice time away? Did you get some downtime? So because you're coming back to lots more work. I did. Uh, at first, I wasn't sure if I was going to, um, because uh, my original idea for my holiday was to go away for two weeks, but I had a hard time finding a sitter for my cat. I ended up staying home for those two weeks, but I ended up going on a lot of like road trips, uh, day trips. No, I ended up having an enjoyable time. I didn't get I probably worked out of those 14 days, I probably worked two or three of them. Yeah, so I, we did. I, I, I had a really nice time. But well done you on uh, putting another book out, Toot Toot and all that. Well, thank you very much. And the co-write with Miranda McLeod, we're, we're going through the final draft before we send it off for the final edit. So even though I just got back from vacation, I have to be honest, I feel like I need another one. And I haven't even updated you on my car saga yet. The last time I left off, I was buying a a black Honda, Mm. and it was going through one final, like, mechanic check before uh, I, you know, wrote the check and everything. But when I went for my appointment to take care of it, I showed up, and the guy said, your car isn't here. It's in Rhode Island. And I was like, why is my car in Rhode Island? And somehow, in their system, when I got done with the mechanic and was fixed, it got put back onto sale, and someone else requested it. And so it went to Rhode Island, and I um, blew my stack. <laughs> I wasn't very calm, because this had been my fourth appointment of trying to purchase this car, and it had been nothing but a headache. The guy was very nice. The manager set this poor guy up. He's like, I know I'm not your person, but your person isn't here today, and so my manager asked me to come explain this to you. So this poor guy had to like come over and deal with me. And he already knew before he arrived that it was already going to be an unpleasant experience. But anywho, so I talked to him and he was like, well, I can try to get this car back for you. And I was like, you know what? I feel like this car is cursed. I am not meant to own this car. Let's request a new car. When I look online, I I had a much smaller geographical area where I could uh, select cars to be shipped in. And he had a much wider net. So I was able to find a new one that I liked even better because the other one was black and I didn't want black. So this one is red. It's a year younger, and it has 20,000 less miles on it. 
I test drove it last week. I went to purchase it, and then the last thing I had, the last hurdle I had to jump was to um, transfer, because I had the insurance for the previous car, even though I didn't buy it, but I had to have the car insurance before I could purchase it. So I had to transfer it to the car I never owned to the car I wanted to own. And this was on Saturday, the day before the hurricane was expected to arrive. So when I was talking to people, the insurance people, I talked to one woman and I explained everything I thought perfectly and carefully. But then um, she said, okay, it's gonna take two hours. And I was like, two hours, perfect, I'll go to lunch. Then I found out that they sent over the wrong paperwork. They thought I had the plate from the car I never bought. (laughs) So they're like, all right, it's gonna take another hour. And then half an hour into that hour, I got a message saying that they were stopping all stamps because they were preparing for the hurricane and I had to go home empty-handed after I signed the check in like a stack of papers. So I still don't have the car. Next time, next time. <laughs> I'm hoping next time I have a better update. But I mean, it's it's much better now. Like I, my name is actually on the title of this mm, car. I still mm. just don't have possession of this car. Yeah, but I think I, I get, get better vibes with this one, you know. Uh, I do. I do agree that uh, you were never meant to own the other one, so it's fine. No, no, it wasn't my car. So yeah, that's my life. How about you? What's going on over there? So over here on on good old Blighty, um, I have been carrying on with my new book, uh, which is called Change of Heart. Have I told you that before? No, oh. you've never released a title so soon. I'm amazed. I think if it was a title that was um, original. <laughs> like super original I wouldn't like before you say I do I didn't because there was no other book with that title but there are other books with this one so I you know I'm not as precious about it and the 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 cover's done so yeah I'm going to be putting the cover out soon so yeah so this book by the time this comes out it will be with my editor that's good isn't it (laughs) it's not quite it's not quite ready yet but I've got six more days so um let's yeah the clock is six or seven six is it due on the first wait Am I doing the math wrong? It's due, it's due next uh, next Tuesday, yeah. So okay, so yeah, yeah, you are you are in a tighter crunch. I have until next Wednesday. Oh so, shit! No, I have until next Tuesday. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> live maths here with tb i have to say that over the weekend and yesterday morning i was thinking i don't know what i'm going to do because this book is absolutely dreadful. I did actually walk out into the dining room that my wife is using as her office and say, I just, I actually don't know what I'm going to do. I think it's, it's not workable. But I also know in the back of my mind somewhere that this does kind of happen in different ways every time, but it really did feel like, oh, this is just dreadful. Like every page I was just tutting and putting a note in saying, write it better. God fucking shit. Um, But... (sighs) I did also think, let's just leave it and go out for a walk. So I did yesterday. Um, went out for a long walk, like an hour and a half, around the Thames. Came back, and then I got back into it. And then the afternoon session was a lot better. And um, then I finished it um, today. So this was me just reading it through on my Kindle and making all the notes. So I think I've come out with 450 notes. It's actually a, quite less, quite a lot less than I have in the last few books. However, quite a lot of it is, oh no, huge, huge chunk here changed. So hmm. <laughs> I'm going to have to get going on it. Uh, but I feel a little bit more positive now uh, because I think that the second half of the book I liked more. So whether it was just stronger or whether I was just feeling better, maybe a bit of the two. 
probably a bit of it too, but I don't think it's as bad as you think. But this is a good lesson for uh, especially new writers who are listening today. One of the best things you can do when you're writing yourself these notes of like, oh my god, are you a fucking writer or a monkey or whatever, <laughs> something like that. It is best to close the file, go out into nature or along the Thames or something like that, clear your mind and take a few hours away from it because um, your brain really needs to shut down for a bit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know it's just like, you know, sometimes you're just not in the mood for it. And sometimes you're, you're just like, you're very critical. And I was hypercritical yesterday. And I'm sure that actually there's a bit of both, you know, like maybe the beginning isn't as strong as it could be. Um, I get going on um, that last draft before it goes to the editor tomorrow. So I've got six days to work it out. So um, I've cleared my schedule. Um, we've got a bank holiday here in the UK. I've told my wife we're not going anywhere. So she's thrilled hopefully that'll be all right and get it to the editor but you know um if if i'm a day late or something i'm sure she won't mind and you know also remember that as soon as this goes to her then i know i will have some time when it comes back to do some um edits as well because she'll have stuff that needs changing and i'm you know it's good also to get probably a couple of weeks away from it she'll take two or three weeks to do it and then the process is marching forward as it always does tb yeah there's no stopping it and it's hard to we all get it where we the emotional roller coaster of a draft where you're like oh man that was really brilliant and then like the next line you're like oh my god this is total fucking crap and why do I do this for a living I should just like I should quit and do something else but we go through it all the time and it's it's a mind fuck it's very draining it extremely is, draining it is draining and I think that uh, I think that I was really thinking uh, on Sunday and Monday I should really get a new job because I'm terrible at this we've all been there yeah <laughs> so uh, as an antidote to that which is um nice my um brazilian uh translation of before you say do which is called antes que vocha diga sim yeah there's my fantastic brazilian portuguese um that launched finally so this one has been due out since may and then it kept getting delayed 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 um, and then they just finally launched the ebook this week and it's doing really well so that's really nice um it's number one in brazil i love being there you go. yeah i love being number one in brazil the thing that i thought about it was i know from my german translations i was like so i've got two books out in german now and i know that my sales of my english language books went up in germany off the back of those translations i can see it right that the percentage of of my english English books bought in Germany has doubled since the German translations have come out. So I'm guessing that a similar thing might happen in Brazil, right? I don't have that many sales in English language in Brazil, to be honest. Um, but you know, they might double. <laughs> I might go you from two know. to I might go from two to four a month. Come on. Um, but you know, I, I'm just thinking. Uh, I just need to make sure, bare minimum, that all my Brazilian prices are the same, and they weren't. So I just went through my back catalogue. That didn't take very long um, on Amazon. <laughs> Have I done it in all the other stores? Not sure. But um, on Amazon, because uh, in Brazil, the Brazilian Portuguese translation is only available on Amazon. So I'm concentrating on that. It's in Kindle Unlimited in Brazil. So I just went through and made sure that all the prices are the same. In doing that, I updated every single book. And I got one of those scary emails from Amazon saying that London Calling and You're My Kind, they were questioning whether they were my books when oh, they went yes, through I the process. Yeah. So uh, that's another thing, you know, I know we've said this before, but London Calling has been in my, been my book for seven years. You're My Kind has been my book for two years. 
they've been, they've sold a lot of copies on Amazon yet they're still questioning <laughs> if these books are my property don't panic when you get one of these just follow the instructions which I did and they just said resubmit it and I did and it was approved the next time round so there's just some weird Amazon algorithm sometimes that says but th those emails are very scary yeah so it's nice to be number one in Brazil it's nice that the uh, the translation is now out well congrats on that and I'm wondering did you change all the Brazilian prices in one day yes well, I wonder if that triggered something in their system on the other side. Well, yeah, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm going to say yes, but I think there was only like five or six of my titles. I moved them all to the same price, and at okay. all my other books, it was the right price. So I just lowered it to a, a, a good price. Yeah. I've always tried to only change like two or three books at, on one day because I do think Amazon gets a bit like scared on their end. <laughs> so they'd like... Well, this and it's a system that sends it. I don't think it's a human being. I think it's just like a system that flags something and sends it out to you. Oh yeah, definitely. Because it's usually when you get a human being on the other line, we're like, oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Like, they're just like. Well, yeah, obviously, if they, you know, those books have been on sale for ten years between them, somebody should have looked at it and gone, oh no, I think that's all right actually. So yeah, it's definitely a system error, and maybe that's a good tip actually. You see, because I wouldn't have thought of not to have done them all, but even maybe doing five or six did tripwire something. Other than work, I have been, I, I have to say, I have cleared my schedule to get this book done. So it's been a lot of work, but I haven't been doing much else work-wise. I've just put everything else on the back burner. But we did go to a wedding since we did our last podcast. So uh, one of my wife's old friends from her work, I wasn't originally invited because I've never actually met her because, like, you know, um, my wife knew her from work and, and went out with her. But it was really lovely, actually, to go to a wedding. I think somebody didn't go so I was then invited um, but it was a lovely day it was a beautiful setting and it was just nice to get away and do something that was really pretty normal and it was all um, mainly it was a beautiful day but it was all mainly outside it was an outside marquee um, and it was very COVID friendly wedding like I've never been to a wedding before where there was so much hand sanitizer. No, so this was an in-person wedding? Mm. They're coming back in-person wedding? Yes there was like 200 people there Wow. Mm. Wow. I don't think I'm used to that yet. Uh, no, <laughs> it I have still to... throws me when people are like, oh, I left the house. Yeah, <laughs> I have to say it was a little bit weird going to a wedding because it just felt so strange, like something that used to be so normal. Um, and, you know, I've got a big family, um, so I usually go to at least two or three weddings a year. and I haven't been to a wedding um, for that long. So, But it was nice to go and it was nice to just... Um, you know, yeah, do something that normal and have some delicious food. So all good. It was a win. Um, and the other thing that's happened is that Spurs have won their first two games of the season. By the time this goes out, we'll have played another one. So it could be three. Yeah, I think uh, Liverpool has Chelsea next. And I'm not so confident about that one. Chelsea's looking pretty, pretty good. Chelsea are looking ominous. But first couple of games, um, you know... Tottenham are doing well, so it's all going to change, isn't it? Right, let's get on to comments. Comment on to what you got. All right, first up, we had a couple comments on Twitter. Uh, Kimmy commented, I need more time in my day to add this podcast. Something has to go. So clearly, yeah, something else has to go, Kimmy. You need to make time for this podcast. It's, it should be the only podcast, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, we should just get rid of all podcasts in the world and just have ours. <laughs> that that sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy Bexley, a fellow Lesbic author, who said this was a great episode. 
I've been struggling with my draft and listening to Lesbians Who Write made the path forward seem more possible. And she was commenting on the second draft episode we did, and she thanked us. So I hope by this time, Lucy, um, I'm glad we helped, and I hope the, the second draft is, is just moving right along and all the problems have disappeared. And maybe take a, a page out of Claire's uh, page and, or playbook and go for a walk. It always helps. I've got a playbook. Wow, I like it. And then uh, we had a bias of coffee update. Jean uh, bought caffeine for Claire and TV. That's what the message said, and I appreciate that. So thank you very much, Jean. We do. And for everyone who has bought us a coffee, we are, as you can tell, struggling writers with our drafts right now, so we need all the caffeine we can get. Yeah, we do. Um, as for me, I have got, this is the first uh, time this has been asked of us, TB, but I've been asked to say a happy birthday to one of our listeners. So happy 40th birthday, Kelly Curran. She got in touch with me and said she loves the podcast and our books and they've made her laugh and got her through a difficult year. So happy birthday, Kelly, fellow Virgo. Yes, happy birthday. And that, are we gonna, that, that's kind of a nice thing we can do, shout-outs for birthdays and I such. I know. I feel like a radio DJ. Yeah. If anybody else wants us to shout-out their birthday, let us know. <laughs> you started a trend, Kelly, maybe. Yeah, that, that's, this is a nice little trend. I like this. <laughs> we need to spread more joy in this world. We do. So there we go with the comments. So um, let's get on to the topic at hand, which is, she scrolls scrolls up to the page, top of the page, because she's forgotten, because she's a woman of a certain age. What three things are you going to accomplish by the end of the year? I'm wondering if you really want to do this topic, because you just keep spacing it. No, I just, <laughs> I'm wondering if I'm going to say the three things, and then I won't remember them anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Well, we'll have it. I'll write. No, I don't usually write out everything in the blurb because I want people to listen. So, um, yeah, you're on your own. You're going to have to re-listen to the episode if you want to remember. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> do you know, here's a here's a confession. I do actually listen back to them. I listen to a lot of podcasts, right? Because I go on a lot of walks. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen quite a lot of businessy and writing and um, podcasts. And if I just want something that I don't have to really concentrate on, and I find listening to our podcast quite soothing. Is it my sexy American voice? I think it is. Yeah, I think that, yeah. I think that's it. So, All right, so are we going to crack on to the episode, or are we just going to keep... No. <laughs> tell me tell me one thing you're going to get done by the end of the year. Well, first off, I have to say, um, I can't believe we're nearing the final quarter of 2021. Like, this year... This year has been a puzzle to me because at one point, I mean, sometimes it seems like it's going by so slowly, but on other levels, it's like flying by. And that's usually because I'm like, oh my God, I have my deadline in six days. I thought I had seven until you burst my bubble. But so I'm surprised that we're already into the final quarter of 2021. And now when you ask me what three things am I going to get done? I was like, oh God, I have to really consider this now, don't I? Shit. I need to put the pedal to the metal. So, anywho, um, I broke mine down on two different fronts. A writing front, a networking front, and uh, a kind of a craft front. So, I will give you my writing, my goal for writing, what I want to accomplish by the end of this year first. Believe it or not, I still have two more books on the publishing docket. I have the co-write with Miranda McLeod, which uh, we're hoping to release early October-ish. Yep. And then I have the next Lizzie book. So I was surprised when I looked at that because I think I've published four books already. I don't know. We all know I suck at math. But it seems like I've been publishing a lot this year compared to last year. And I still have two more to come. Mm. Well, that's good. I mean, I know you did have a lot 
um, stored up, didn't you? So you did have a lot of uh, releases at the beginning of the year. Yeah, because um, well, we didn't. I didn't really leave the house last year. No. <laughs> so, so does that be more writing? Does that mean you, obviously you're coming to the end of the co-write? Um, have you got to write the Lizzie book from scratch, or is that one that you put on the back burner? That is one that has been humming along in the background for a good part of, well, probably since the end of May. Right. So it's not. I mean, it's not done yet, but it's really close to the finish line. Okay. So, so yeah, I won't be scrambling to get them out. But then, of course, there's also the going through the editing process, going through the ARC team and the yeah. launching. Yeah. And when I saw I had two more books left still in the remainder of the year, I was like, that sounded kind of exhausting to me. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's one thing you want to get done? Okay, so we'll go with our books first. So um, I'm going to release this new book, uh, Change of Heart. As I said, this one goes to the editor by the time this comes out. And I am actually, I'm completely opposite to you. So I think last year was my big production year. I wrote four books last year. I didn't release four, but I wrote four. So this year, I've only actually, once this comes out, I've only written two, start to finish. I, I, I've, it'll be my third release, but I wrote um, Hot London Nights last year. So this year really has been, it's been my slower year. I know you think your slower year was last year, uh, not for me. My slower year has been this year. I think that there is some pandemic lag <laughs> happened. Obviously as well, in the beginning of the year, I had all the issues with my elderly parents and they are ongoing. So, you know, that still might disrupt later in the year. And that's just something I have to deal with. And also I'm, I'm a woman of a certain age dealing with um, remembering things. But I mean, in all seriousness, all these things do take a toll. I think last year I was very like head down, focused, and I didn't have anything else external coming in and disrupting me as much as I have this year. I think I'm I'm taking it easy. I'm I'm on myself. I I still plan to write three books, um, and so you know maybe maybe I will, but maybe I won't. We'll see. I'm not going to pressure myself, but I will start another one before the end of the year. It's been a rough year because everyone was kind of just hoping 2021 after 2020 would be a bit brighter. And we had like a month or two where everyone was a bit more hopeful with COVID surging again in the U.S. And then there's everything going on in the world with Afghanistan and Haiti and all the storms and fires and floods. And like, it's really hard to stay positive these days, extremely hard to stay positive. And I have been struggling on that front as well, where I'm just like, what's the point? we're all gonna die <laughs> that's the spirit i've seen a lot of posts on social media you know from write, other writers um lesbian fiction writers who who are all saying that they're struggling to write in the pandemic because they're struggling for inspiration and they're just struggling with their mental health so i think you know it affects everybody to bigger or lesser degrees and i think that there has been some kind of effect um on me for sure um just with the general sort of what is it the pandemic lag but on the upside, I'm, I'm getting this book done and um, and I'm hoping to finish the year at least having written another one or getting part, a good chunk through. After you finish this book, The Witch is Due, the editor in six days, I'm still baffled that I only have six days left. Thanks for telling me. Do you have time planned away or anything to yes. celebrate? Well, well, this is my next point. Health and mental health is a top priority, which leads me to number two thing, number two goal that I'm going to um, do, which is go away on holiday so my holiday plans were all at the end of this year anyway the plain fact is that none of them will probably happen as they were meant to still because of the pandemic um, we were meant to go to Canada for my niece's wedding but I don't think 
No, we're finding out, but I don't think that'll happen. Purely because Canada's regulations mean that we all have to quarantine for 10 days and no one's really going to do that, are they? And we were also going to go away for my birthday, or just slightly after my birthday, but I don't know if that's going to happen again because, you know, is it, it's, it's, a, it's a gamble, isn't it, taking, trying to fly anywhere. But whatever happens, I, whether I get on plane or not is debatable. I'd love, I really would love to go somewhere hot. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I would love to go just to like Greece or something like that, like like an island in Greece or to go down to Italy and just sit on a beach, <laughs> watch the waves. But I don't know if that's gonna happen this year. And if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. But I will go somewhere. Who knows, I'll probably end up in Whitstable again, TV. It's my happy place. You never know. I mean, like you do have, I mean, it's not hot, but you do have lovely coastline all the way around you <laughs> yes no 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 um definitely and i think i if i go i think we'll go to places that we haven't been before you know like we had such a great time in scotland um so and last year we went to devon and had a lovely two weeks away so i think we'll go somewhere that we haven't been before and just you know explore around there and do some walking and stuff like that it'd be nice absolutely well i hope that all works out and i'm curious to see about your uh is it niece niece's wedding hmm I feel terrible for all the people who are trying to plan big weddings where people have to fly in because it's just not easy. It's not easy at all. I mean, it's not easy planning a wedding in normal times and to add COVID to it. I mean, I can't imagine the stress they're going through. Well, yeah. I mean, this was meant to take place in 2020. She postponed it to 2021. She, they already got married. They had a little ceremony. This was just going to be the big party. She, she's very sanguine about it. She's a very level-headed 20-something. She does yoga well, TV. That's, that's what it is. Oh. Before we got on air, uh, I was yelling at Claire because everyone's telling me to do yoga and I was saying everyone should stop pushing yoga on me, but well, there she goes. All right, I'm just going to crack on to my next uh, okay. thing I want to accomplish and it's on the networking front. I have two massive projects going on right now. I'm launching the Friday Feels this fall, which I explained I think a couple episodes ago, and also we are in the planning stages of the 2022 I Heart Less Fake reading challenge and in today's newsletter that went out today so august 24th um there is the forum where authors can now start submitting their books be considered to be part of the reading challenge for 2022 so there's going to be a lot of hair pulling on both projects but i also have to admit i really do enjoy working on these kinds of things um because it, it involves scheduling, and it's like solving puzzles, and I love puzzles. I've had a handful of jobs in my previous lives uh, that involve puzzles, and I even got one job because I like Tetris. So it's just one of those things I just love solving puzzles. So these are, even though they are stressful and it's going to be a lot of work, it also is the kind of work that kind of soothes my brain a bit. Mm. Mm. And I feel productive without having to create new stories. So yes. it's, I'm still doing something, but it's not full-on intensity emotions it's just more like something that kind of kind of numbs my mind and lets me just get something accomplished yeah which is good and also you know as you said it keeps up with the keeps you in touch with readers and it keeps you in touch with writers so it's all good yeah and I, I'm, I'm interested in the Tetris thing actually uh, <laughs> mid-90s I'm living in the Midlands I'm doing a I've got a PhD doing a PhD I have one of those tiny little Mac 2s and all I did, I bought it ostensibly to do my research on, but all I really did on it was play Tetris. I love Tetris. I was working in a newspaper and uh, the woman who needed someone to diagram a newspaper, she said, do you like jigsaw puzzles? And I was like, yes, I do. And she's like, do you like Tetris? I'm like, I spent three hours playing it last night. And she's like, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because uh, laying out a newspaper is like playing Tetris. You have to put all these little boxes on the page. And they have to line up and look pretty. So, yep, that's how I got my job. Yeah, okay, so hit me with your last one. Okay. Now, this one's been on my list forever. Uh, but I really need to do it. Is to change my business bank account. Hold me accountable. What do you mean, change your business bank account? So, I had the same, but when I started my business, I opened a bank with... Um, a high street bank in the UK which is recommended to me by my accountant it's fine but they're just a bit annoying and they've just upped their fees and they just constantly send me stuff in the post like paperwork which I don't need every time I get um, a payment from a, a US uh, company which is quite often because you know most of the companies I deal with are US um, they send me a statement about it and I keep ringing them saying will you stop doing it they can't it's their policy oh it drives me bananas and I've been th saying I'm going to change bank accounts and there's a, a particular bank account run by a woman who was uh, it's called Starling who was fucked she was fucked over by um, some tech boys by doing a bank that she, um, she she was heading up and then they fucked her over and uh, took off with all the clients and the money so then she started up her new one and it's doing really well and it's got very good reviews so I want to change that excellent excellent I like I like the backstory I mean it's terrible that happened but I like you know the revenge and then the fact you're going to support her as well I'm going to support but on woman, my yeah. end I am still trying to close one of my bank accounts in the UK but it's been hard because I was supposed to close it when I was over there in 2020 but then COVID happened and I wasn't sure if I was going to need access to my account right and they have given me nothing but trouble nothing but trouble of trying to transfer money out and do everything they're like well you know download the app on your phone I'm like it won't let me because I'm not in the UK and they're like well why aren't you in the UK I'm like because I'm American and I moved back to America and I don't like UK banks is what I'm trying to say <laughs> <laughs> well have you ever done that thing because there's a thing right a lot of people say this I've had the same personal bank account since I went to university because it's very common isn't it that people just get the bank account and they they don't change it and I am guilty of that um, but you know how that you've got that slick system now where they do all the all the transferring of direct debits and all that sort of thing for you. So um, I've never done it though because I'm scared of it. But it's gonna I'm gonna take the leap. It's one of my absolute things I must get done before the end of the year because it will make a difference and it will save me money. And I'm supporting a female-owned business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I, I wish you luck, but um, I'm not sure how much help I'm going to be in supporting you because I just shut down when it comes to bank topics. I'm just like, I can't handle it right now. Like, they literally just were able to change my address to my U.S. address after a year of wrangling with them on the phone. All right, my last one is sort of job-related, but it's also uh, more about relaxing. My big goal is to, for the rest of the year, is to watch a lot less telly and to read more. Um, I instituted this a few weeks ago because I started adding up the amount uh, amount of hours I was watching telly at night and I was a bit depressed. <laughs> I decided I should read more and also I have gotten new reading glasses which I'm wearing now because I have to read uh, my paper which has been helping me because one of the reasons why I wasn't reading as much as I used to because my eyes were always tired from being on my laptop and everything and so trying to read the words on the page uh, they were boring, and now I am wearing my glasses, and so that's not an issue. So 
but I also think this will help me with the craft. I can't really go out and experience life too much because we still have COVID, but I can take the time and learn from writers who were able to leave their houses without fear of death and um, learn the craft that way. So that's one of my goals, to read more, study the craft, and this to relax. That is a very good goal to have, I think. And yeah, it does, um, It's and it's good. I think sometimes, I like watching telly, but I know what you mean. Sometimes you can just watch too much and then you just feel a bit eh. so it's yeah. good it's good to read right it's good to read I've just I've been reading a lot this week as well as my own book and sighing at it uh, I've been reading other books <laughs> and thinking god they're so much better than me it's good to do that although I have just started watching This Is Us again and oh god I love that show I started watching that This Is Us I, I got halfway through the first season when I was still living in Britain and then I moved and I haven't picked it back up yet but I don't know. I remember it kind of being a sad premise, even though a lot of it was uplifting. So I don't know if I'm in the mood for that right now because I don't want sadness right now. Uh, it's kind of. I've been reading more in fantasy world because I can handle that kind of thing where it's not real. I yes. can't handle real right now. Okay. Yeah, you don't want this is us. <laughs> Whereas this is us. It's <laughs> like. It's like you order uh, the biggest lorry you could possibly order and it's full of all the emotions and then they just sort of back it up and tip it all over you and that is This Is Us. Um, my wife is not a fan of it. It's sort of romantic in a way. Uh, it's not very, it's, it's partly comedic but it's very real and I just I, I just love all the emotions. I want to wallow in them. So I, and I watched it at the end of season two and then for some reason just dropped, stopped watching it. Uh, so I picked it up again in season three, loving it. I, I will return to it because um, everyone has raved about it and everything, but I just can't. I'm just going to live in my fantasy world, literally. You go and live in your Brandon fantasy world. Brandon Fantasson world. <laughs> Is that a new one? <laughs> uh, and, and my number four, which was, you know, I know we only said three things, but number four, watch a lot of near Christmas movies. Ofs. I mean, that's, that season's coming up. When I know. Ting, 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 ting. Just hear those sleigh bells ringling. Ting, ting. Uh, we shouldn't be doing that in August, should we? No. Wait till at least October till you start doing the Christmas songs. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Do let us know what three things you're going to um, get done by the end of the year because now is the time to think about what you're going to achieve, how you're going to make these last four months count. Right, TB? Wait, are there four months left or three months? How do I not know any numbers? Four? No, there's four. Because the last quarter is October, November, December. So there's still my birthday month to get through, which is the best month of the year, obviously. Well, clearly. <laughs> clearly. I mean, I don't know how I ever survived September until I met you. <laughs> So uh, do let us know what three things you're, you're going to get done. We would love to know. Comment on the website, lesbianswhowrite.com. Email us, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. Twitter us, at leswhowrite. Yes, I remembered it. Um, we're on, are we on Facebook? <laughs> Facebook us, uh. right, Facebook us. Or Instagram me. I have completely forgotten all the things I normally say. So we would have had a week off. Um, and if you like what we do and you'd like to support what we do, um, do go to the website, click on the buy a coffee link and buy us a coffee. We'd very much appreciate it. Join us next week when we will be talking about what are our strengths and what are our weaknesses. Oh, that's going to be a painful one for me. Okay, it's, I'll try to, I'll try. It's going to be like, you know, a job interview. But, but like, <laughs> just like really long on that one topic. All right, everybody. Until then, have a great week. Keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time. Thank you.